Trigger warning. What you are about to hear will offend you. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a two-step program where bad gamers come together once a month to not be supported and to be judged on their bad gaming. With Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Crowley, and producer Bad Gamer Submonger. Get good scrubs. That's right, get good scrubs. Hello and welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Our two-step program will help you be a bad gamer too. Those two steps, sack up and get good. I am your host, Crowley, and I am a bad gamer. Hello, Hello Crowley. That was actually pretty good. It didn't go that well in rehearsals. Uh, <laughs> with me as always, the peanut butter to my jelly, the pearl to my jam, it's Bishop. Hello, my name is Bishop, and I'm a bad gamer. Hello, Hello Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, see, that went about as well as I thought it would. Uh, and with us this week, for the first time in our first two shows, so the first time ever, I don't even know how to word it right, it doesn't even matter, uh, it is uh, the gentleman producer slash Macintosh gaming expert extraordinaire, it's Submonger. Hi, this is Submonger, and I'm a bad gamer. Hello, Submonger. Sub That's right, hello, mm -hmm. Submonger, who will henceforth be known as... Mackie Joe. <clears throat> nothing? You got nothing? When they call you Mackie Joe? This is Mackie Joe, and I'm a better gamer than you two. <laughs> that's competition. That's, that's them's fighting words. That's Matt competition. How ironic. But probably accurate. You can follow Bad Gamers Anonymous uh, on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous, all one word. Or you can follow us on Twitter at, at BadGamersAnon. That's B-A-D-G-A-M-E-R-S-A-N-O-N. Follow us. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us how bad we are at gaming. doesn't matter. We're here to help you be bad, too. Uh, to start off the show, we'd like to give a big shout-out to uh, Bree for the logo that she did for us. Uh, you can follow her at uh, on Twitter at, at XBRIXBRIX. Or you can follow her on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Brixby, B-R-I-X-B-R-I. -I. So uh, I thought she did a pretty good job uh, on the uh, logos. What do you two think? Yeah, it was uh, a good splash of color and some of that bad boy feel that everybody's looking for. I have no idea what that means. You know, just roll with it. Sometimes you just got to take it and run. You know, you're only 10 yards away and you got to drive to the hole. I don't know what that means, but... Sports Not analogies. Cool. It works. I agree. Yeah, it always cool. works. <laughs> so this is our second show. It's the, the the February show. And as we announced last month, the game of the month for this month is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, we're going to get to, at the very end, where we rate it. But I kind of want to go over our rating system. What our rating system is, it's basically best out of five. So it's either zero out of five. All the way to 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5 being the best. 0 out of 5 being, why are you even buying this game? Um, <laughs> so, uh, each time, each game we play, we will play with what those 5 things are. So, for uh, for example, with Resident Evil 7, we decided that it was going to be med kits. So, when we rate it at the end of this little segment here that we're doing for the game of the month, we, it will be uh, 0 out of 5 med kits or X out of 5 med kits. Does that make sense to everybody? No? Perfect. Let's move on. So let's talk about the good with Resident Evil 7. Because I thought there was a lot of good with this game. Would you agree, Bishop? You know, there is an equal amount of good and bad. And it's really tough to, de to decide what outweighs 
what, if any, does. Well, I but think, it's like the perfect blend. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it, it is the perfect blend. Speaking of perfect blend, did it perfectly blend on the Macintosh? I mean, can Macintosh even run Resident Evil 7? Mackie Joe? That's a negative. Okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I like to check in with Mackie Joe every once in a while just to make sure that Macintosh still sucks. Yes. Got the Mac on hold down over there. It, just, it does suck. So for me, the good, like the really good of this game was the feel of the game. It feels like the first few Resident Evil games. At least for me, it did. And I can say that because I didn't play anything but the first few Resident Evil games. Like, I think I stopped after three because I was like, one was amazing. Like, it was innovative. It was fresh. It was new. It was young. It was nubile. I wanted to touch it. I wanted to cuddle with it. I enjoyed it that much. There was hours of gameplay to be had and scared the crap out of me every time I played it. I absolutely adored Resident Evil. Not so much the second or the third ones, which is why I stopped playing the franchise. Bishop, what about you? Did you, how many? The second one you didn't like. That's, I don't know how I, t- I don't know how I feel about that. Anyways. <laughs> yes, the game. Now it was kind of toted as a reboot almost, but it's, I still feel it's a continuation. Oh, Me, for sure. Especially with the way it ended. It was absolutely a continuation, yeah. yeah. And it didn't, it just happened with no real backstory to it. But I've been a fan of the series ever since the beginning. I, I read some of the books. I played most of the games. I stopped after six. Now, when you say you read most of the books, like how many of these books did so, you read? So, S.D. Perry. Like, you even know the uh, author. Yeah. They're, they're good books. If you say so. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever read a book based on a video game. Now, that's not saying I haven't read books based on, like, nerd stuff, like, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek. I don't think I've ever read a book based on a video game. Well, so most of the books are based off of the actual games. So what does it add to the story? Does it just add to the story, like, some of the ancillary, like, auxiliary stuff? Did you even care? It'd be like the difference between the Jurassic Park movie and the Jurassic Park book. Well, that's not even fair, because the movie sucked. Yeah, compared to the book, yes. But then they have their original books. But anyways, that's another day, another topic. Um, First, like, what, 30 minutes of the game? That really brought me back to the first Resident Evil days. It was creepy to play. Absolutely it did, wasn't it? It was very very creepy. It gave me the chills playing it. It freaked me out, uh, especially uh, using the VR headset, which we'll get to later. Yeah. But, now I I did complete it without the VR. Oh, so, yeah, I started so playing it with VR yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Yeah, we'll 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 get to the VR aspect of this game. Um, but the good was, I mean, the feel of the game, the first that that first opening sequence where you are basically trying to get into this this house. It was absolutely amazing, and, and, and even up to the point I think <clears throat> until when you were captured. I don't want to spoil things. I mean, look, spoiler alert. We're probably going to, you know, if you haven't played this game, we're going to tell you some things. So just figure it out. Like, don't listen. Fast forward. Whatever. Uh, So so I think up until then, up until when you were captured, it felt like an old school Resident Evil game. Would you agree? Okay. Inside that house, definitely. Now, the... It shifted drastically later, but what I'm concerned about knowing is how did you feel about it? Resident Evil. A lot of people know it for zombies. 
it uh, wasn't zombies. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. That? It wasn't. It wasn't. Like it, they, well, it wasn't. And even from the beginning, it wasn't ever zombies. It was just a virus caused by. It was a virus caused by basically a, a, a weaponized little girl. Like yeah, there you go. Spoiler alert. Uh, like. I don't know. You're right. It wasn't zombies, and they made the mold. What's what they call them? The molds. They made the molds as zombie esque as possible without them being actual zombies. I suppose like they're just mindless creatures that will come after you, and some have different different abilities. But meh, meh. There wasn't a big variety. No, there was like two or three different kinds. Four, if you count, like there was a fat one, and then there was an even fatter one. Like eh, I didn't really care. What? How did you feel about the characters in the game? I didn't feel too attached to any of them. Uh, I felt attached to Ethan, even though, <laughs> like, that's the character you start playing with is Ethan, right? I felt yep. attached to him, but, I mean, he's he just turns out to be such a douche. I didn't care about the the the, the guys that went in there and for the Haunted House special or the paranormal TV show. Like, I didn't care about those guys. They all could have died. Didn't care. And I certainly didn't care about the daughter, uh, Zoe. I didn't care about her either. The only two I cared about were Ethan and Mia. That was it. Like everybody else, nah, put a bullet in them. Doesn't care. Yeah, that was kind of mine too. Um, Ethan, very annoying. Yeah, he, over giant the top. Dish, giant dish. But I get it. You know, AAA game, they got to kind of do something big. <laughs> and, but so I didn't like Ian that. Ethan no, that much, no. but Mia, she was interesting, and I'm I want to see where they take it with her. Absolutely, here on out. But as far as character in the game, it was it was all Jack. Jack. Anytime that Jack was on screen <laughs> or in in frame somewhere, Jack did a really good, yeah. Jack pulled me in. He really he did it. I wanted to it kill that of, guy so bad. But the things that he did, I like thinking. So one of the things that I thought that good about the game is I remember back to well over a decade ago kind of the horror movies that were coming out you had like The Ring The Grudge yeah um, scary movie and it's very modern in its horror yes modern but it's the modern that it's it's really neat to see it actually become a part of you know the the culture of what we know of scary games and fright fests. Yeah. And there's not, I mean, there's some scary games out there, but I mean, there's not, it's, there's not an overwhelming, it's not like a first person shooter where the market's just saturated. There's only a few and there's, there's one for VR that I want to check out, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. Um, So let's talk about the graphics then. I thought that it added the graphics added to the overall feel of the game and it was just creepy creepiness at its best like did, do you agree what did you think of the graphics i'm talking without vr just normal graphics on your ps4 your ps4 pro what okay what did you think without vr the graphics they were very smooth it was you can tell that it was a little flat and kind of too shiny and you could tell it was realistic unrealistic but realistic enough and but it was beautiful outside of VR. Now inside of VR, since I played it on both, I kind of got the that both world feeling of it. Absolutely. But with VR, even though I noticed that it was a little 
more grainy and fuzzy, it didn't outbeat the experience of VR. No, because you still like there were times where I, ha- I, I, I honestly I had to take the VR headset off because it just mm-hmm. it got to me like what I was doing in the game. There was a there was a uh, where I had a chainsaw where I was chainsawing Jack in the <laughs> face. Like that was like okay, I got to take this off because this is just too much. It looks too too real, even though I know it's fake. Even though I know like the graphics aren't they weren't like the best. It was just it was still too much. It was too much. So yeah, no, I, I, I uh, VR added a whole new level to that game, man. A whole new level of the creepiness. I agree. And you warned me, you told me about that part that I have to do it in VR, but it was, it was before then when I had to switch out of VR because I, I, I succumbed to the VR sickness badly. And I tried the chewing gum. I tried the ginger ale, tried chewing gum and eating ginger ale. (laughs) Tried chewing ginger ale and drinking gum. It didn't work. Yeah. I did everything, everything you think of, but yeah, so I think we both agree the game the game was better without VR, but the VR did add a whole new level, a whole new just layer to the game. Yes. Okay. For sure. It, it's the game has been promoted as having a VR experience, but I think that the game was made for VR. Can Macintosh do VR? Nothing yet that I'm aware of. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about the story behind uh, Resident Evil 7. I, I certainly don't want to delve into it if you haven't played the game. So again, spoiler alert. We're going to, we're, we're, there's going to be things that are going to come up. I no thought, zombies. Yeah, no zombies. I thought overall, I mean, if we're just talking overall, the story was meh. And <laughs> what killed the story for me is you said that there's a shift. You brought this up earlier, that there's a shift in the game. There's an absolute definite shift in the game at a point. And you're right. And it's and that shift happens, for me, it happened after. So, so once you get out of the house and you get to choose who you're going to save, either Mia or Zoe, after you do that, it you switch characters. You play with the person you saved, right? When it switches back to Ethan... That's where, for me, that's where the shift happened. And, it, and it, the game became immensely easier. Now, I played it on, I didn't play it on easy at first. I played it on normal. And the game, there was just a shift. There was a shift in the feel of the game. There was a shift in the style of the game. And there was a shift in in just the, the overall tone. And I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Uh, up until that point, I loved it. I loved the house. I loved all the things in the house that you had to do. I loved the people like the, the, the horror that happened in the house with the family and exploring that. Uh, I really, I really liked that. What I didn't like, and I even liked the ship. I thought that the, uh, the facility, the, the, that, that sunk in, in, in the marshes in the swamps of, of Louisiana. I thought, I thought that was a nice touch. I really liked what was going on in the ship and the backstory in the ship and, and, and the history that the going back and seeing what happened and playing as, as Mia, that's who I played with was Mia. Um, I, I really liked that. And I liked the story behind it, but when like you, going through, there was like this in the house, everything was so hard to get Med, Medicaid, uh, like first aid kits were really hard to, to get. 
Uh, ammo was really hard to get and keep um, for me anyway. And again, I'm a bad gamer, so maybe it was easy for everybody, but it wasn't easy for me. Um, and some of the bosses were really clever and really hard. But <laughs> once you shifted back to Ethan for that last time, it was just I had a I had a, a surplus of everything. And I didn't have to use hardly any of it to, to beat the end boss. The end boss was stupid. The end boss was easy. It was a, it was absolutely dumb. And I, I liked where the story went with it. I knew where the story was going to go with it because they, they really just spelled it out. They were like, the old lady is the kid. Like, they spelled that out. But, nah, like it, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything hard to figure out about beating the boss. It was shoot it in the face till it dies. I Isn't that it. what you always have to do? Sh- shoot it till it dies from it. <laughs> right. I kill it till it dies from it, I guess. But it's just, it was so easy and dumb. And uh, it was like they just gave up. It was like they were like, you know what? We've put a lot of cool stuff in this game and we don't want to put anything cooler in it. So here's a big giant centipede thing. Just shoot it in the face. So with that, that's what I, and that, yes, I had said that it was, it, it shifted the the whole gameplay shifted all it for me it turned in it was an action horror game and so very immersive very 360 you've got to you got to be aware of everything but then and it's it was the exact same point where you are talking about when you get to the ship i started to think about it as an fps once I thought about it as an FPS, it became an FPS and played like one. And all of a sudden I was thinking, what do I like in Resident Evil? And it was just, the game was still good, but it was hard for me to engage in that mechanic mm-hmm. way at that part of um, the story. They did a good part of telling the story then, but it wasn't, they didn't get too deep into it. But I was just lost by the overall shift of the gameplay. Yeah, it lost me too. I, I at that point I didn't care. I was I just wanted it to end. I was like, this is silly. Like, there's got to be something. And there wasn't anything after it was dumb. Uh, what about? Let's talk about the soundtrack. What about the soundtrack? I thought the soundtrack was really good. I thought it was really well done. Again, the good of the game was the soundtrack. And I I agree. It was when you had that VR headset on and you were in the house, the sound effects and the dynamics of the sound within the game, especially if you're using any sort of higher quality headphones with the VR. um, I remember going into a room and I knew that nothing was there, but you'd hear little creaks of wood throughout the house. Like you would in a real old house. And as you're doing, you just stand and stare at the door and it, it's all that sound effects and that ambience mm-hmm. sound that, you know, builds up in you and that fear of, I'm really here. It's, right, I, it, there's I something behind me. I didn't feel that when yeah. I was playing out of VR, but in VR, it, holy cow, it, it takes you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It 100% takes you. It takes you and it won't let you go. I thought the voice acting, again, we're talking about the good in the game, the good, the bad, the ugly. I thought the good was the voice acting. I thought the voice actors did an absolutely wonderful job. Once again, I thought, uh, like, Jack really sucks you in and makes you want to hate him. Uh, Mia, 
did a great job. Like her voice, the voice actress who did Mia was great. Uh, Ethan was okay. Nah, whatever. You know, not, what was not the all mother's movies. name? I don't even remember, but oh, Marjorie. Marjorie, when you Somebody correct me if when I'm wrong. she's when she's tracking you down when she's hunting yeah. you, oh, oh, oh man, that's crazy ramblings. That is just creepy. They did such a good job with that. Oh, so yeah, like Jack. It was all about Jack. I mean, this game is all about Jack. All, all about him. Everything about him. He's a star. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Let's talk about the bad now in the game because there were some there were some bad parts. I mean, the, the the good about this game was very good. Don't get me wrong, but the bad is just as bad. There's it, it, there's such a dichotomy between the good and the bad in this game, and the first thing we have to talk about is like that shift that we were that we were talking about earlier. Like the supplies in the game, you go through the whole game scrounging for supplies, and at the end, you end up with a ton of leftovers. Did was that the way it was for you? I must have missed a lot of things. I had a ton, a ton of machine gun bullets. I didn't even run out when I fought the. the Were you shooting enough? Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like I wanted. It's not like I went through using the knife on things because I didn't. I you in, can't take them home with you. In the house, I was constantly running out of handgun ammo. Constantly running out of ammo, but once I got that machine gun, it the it was on easy mode, and I just kind of. Mm, it, Lost a little something for me, especially going through that, the the ship. Uh, like again, you you think you have to hoard everything, so you're just taking headshots at these, at the molds, and you're and you're doing all you can like to, to conserve ammo, and they give you a ton of, uh, of those explosives that you can throw on the floor. It just ah, uh, yeah, I I was I I was so annoyed, at the end, just by the amount of supplies. It was so bad. Now, when Jack was chasing you around, were you unloading on him every time you encountered him? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, I was, uh, I, I, I was doing my best to play frugally, if that's a thing, if you can play Resident Evil frugally. I, I was, suppose so. I was, that's how I was playing it. Uh, uh, so while the game captures the flavor, in my opinion, it captures the flavor and the feel of the first few games, it still doesn't top the first one. Overall, in my opinion, and again, I've only played the first three Resident Evil games. This is a middle-of-the-road game. It's, like, not as good as two, but it's certainly not better than three. And three was bad. Yeah, two, I agree, was was up. Well, two for me was up there. It was the one that, you know, let us know, hey, Resident Evil is here to stay. It's not just the one-hit wonder that I thought it was. But... Yes, the bad is that shift in atmosphere and gameplay. Um, and how... even story, don't you think? Like, I understand they made the old lady the bad guy, right? She was a kid, and the kid just ate. Like, I got that, right? So it wasn't that. It was what she turned into at the end. It was such a sh giant shift in the story. Well, here's the thing with the Resident Evil story for me, is that... Forever, it's it's always been a virus. Whatever one, the T virus, the G virus, what, whatever virus in whatever game. And so the story hasn't changed as much because you're still following it through. It's the same bioweapon. And though the story in this game, I didn't think that they added much depth to it. And there's a lot to expand on it. And I hope that it does... Um, 
connect into the story from leading up to now for the past 20 years. Um, I hope it does connect easily and nicely. It looks like it's going to on how it ended. It it did, but all right. So, well, I I wanted to touch real quick on that shift in gameplay that there were doesn't even, this isn't the first, first off, I guess I would consider this game an FPS over a survival horror but resident evil there were a couple um fps type that they tried to do earlier there was the resident evil survival for playstation that it was a uh, doom like perspective um first person shooter right but then for we they released the chronicles series there is the umbrella chronicles and then the follow-up its name is escaping me right now and those were rail shooter games and that combination of rail shooter really works well with the high-paced action that at least i expect to get back from a resident evil game i guess i you know i I see where you're going going with this and and i don't watch like take the second game for example right away Instantly from the first guy crashing his truck, the whole city's ruined. Helicopters are falling out of the sky. Right. Buses are blowing up. You but know, that, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs living together. Yeah, that's hysteria. Hysteria, right. yeah. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying with that, but at the same time, we've talked about how so Resident Evil would definitely be a nineties era horror. Like that's where it would fit in. Right. Yes. This is a modern horse. So it's like you said, it's more along the lines of the ring, uh, the grudge, you know, that kind of that kind of horror uh, instead of just your typical zombie stuff. And and there were some puzzles in this game, which which, that was. But I didn't think there were enough. I think you're right on when you say this was closer to a first person shooter game than it is a Resident Evil game. Because Resident Evil, when I think of Resident Evil, I think of horror first. I think a puzzle second and I think a shooting third. Now, don't get me wrong. It is a it is a Resident Evil game too hard. It's the closest Resident Evil game that I've played to what I want a Resident Evil game to be, being the first game through the third, or the fourth, even the first through fourth. Um, but just in the perspective that they tried to go at, it's like they tried to remake the first game, but with a different perspective. But with the pace of Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and 4, it's tough to follow that pace doing it in that first-person perspective. Now, VR perspective is different because it is definitely obtainable in that VR perspective. Let's talk about the VR experience. Before we move on to the ugly in this game, because there's really only one as far as what I would consider ugly aspect of this game. So let's talk about that VR experience. Uh, so when you, when you, when you play with the PlayStation VR, which is what we both played this on, there's this thing called virtual reality drift where the screen will sometimes drift in a certain direction, left, right, up, down. So you're not centered on the screen. So you're constantly having to hit that, hit that recenter button, right? Which is the options button, the option button on the PS4 remote, right? And that gets annoying, but that didn't. I didn't break immersion because of that because it's right there. Not it's a easy. Breaker no, at all. and it, it quickly shifts you back. Everything does it on there. Turning, 
when you're in virtual reality mode, turning is awful. And I don't mean turning your le- head left or right or turning around to see what's behind you. Like That's a really cool aspect. I love that. But I mean, like, when you're walking, walking and turning is a pain. You have to, like, click the right stick whatever direction you want to go. Just a quick left or a quick right. And you have to keep doing that if you want to continue to turn. It is dumb. Like So if you want to face... If you want to turn your head left, you can do that. But if you want to face left, you have to click left. Uh, it was just bad. Did you did you um, set the intervals higher? And now you could go from thirty degrees to ninety degree intervals. Nah, I just left it where it was for default. I, I, I tried to mess with it, but my VR experience it didn't work well. It's very immersive. When it you is. are in VR, it is very immersive. When Mia cuts your hand off with a chainsaw in VR. Yeah. Holy balls. Like I had to feel my hand to make sure it was still there. Like it's just the graphics are amazing. It's so immersive. And with the headphones on, like Bishop said, with the headphones on a good pair of headphones, you're right there. You're in the game. You are you are experiencing everything that Ethan is experiencing. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I remember, I may have mentioned it already, but you told me that the game is difficult out of VR. And I didn't think how it could be, but one of the first times that I played it without VR, I was hiding behind the bar and Jack came in and I couldn't do the thing where I just kind of arc myself up to peek over the bar. (laughs) Right. And Jack came and got to me, but, uh, you know, the VR really adds to it and it, it gives does. you that extra level of just adds another layer of immersion to the immersive. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, but it, a drawback, at least for me is the, 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 the graphics, it can become very intense at times, almost too intense. And you, and you've got to take it off. That, now that, when you were playing, mm-hmm. were, were you sitting down or standing up? I was sitting down for most of it. There were times okay. where, where I would, you know, where I, I would stand up and reposition the, uh, the, 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 the screen and, and, you know, cause it made it easier. But for the most part I was sitting down and still like there were things was, I would jump, man. I would jump. Like when Mia would come out of nowhere and grab you, you're like, Oh, what the crap. But yeah, it's just first time up the stairs. I'm, oh. I'm telling you that first 35, 40 minutes in that house. Oh, it's absolutely amazing I, in VR. Do it, it took me. It took me so long to get through that portion of the game, much longer than it did to get through any other portion. <laughs> right? You just wanted to experience everything in VR. You wanted to look at everything. It just—it's so amazing. So they did a really nice job with what I think is basically tacking VR onto a to a uh, a game that wasn't going to have it. Yeah. I thought they did a really nice job. Uh, but the turning is awful. So that's the ugly of the game. For me, the ugly is, are the VR controls. It's just, it makes the game almost unplayable with, with the controls the way they are. Now with some PlayStation VR games, you can use the move controllers with this game. You could not, it was, it was the, it was the controllers. It was the regular PS4 controller. So I want to give it to VR that <laughs> aiming in VR is, is really good. It, it really is. Isn't it? Just headshot after headshot. Headshot after. I love it. Um, so here's my final verdict. I give it three out of five first aid kits. Bishop, what do you give it? I'm giving it a two out of five. <laughs> two out of five. You went. You, you went five. lower than three out of five. Wow. You know, it's a good game. 
but unless you're a diehard, just rent it. There you go. So for but me, for me, it's a it's a buy it when it's on sale, and for for Bishop, it's a rent it. Just rent it. Uh, and if you have a Macintosh, guess you're not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you had it. Wish you had it, Mackie Joe. Is Mackie Joe still with us? Did he did he leave? Is he crying? Is he like in the corner being like, I don't have VR. You guys can suck it. I'm out. We not have a producer. I think our producer. We can do what we want. We can. We can do what I want. Whatever we want. The producer left. Oh, this might go bad. Oh well, for him. (laughs) So let's talk about. So we've been talking about VR. We've been dancing around it. Let's dive into VR. This is the future of gaming, as far as I am concerned. Like, do you agree? Like, this is the future. you read when opening it, opening up it up. When I got it, it took me back to the days of opening up that first Nintendo. Right. It was oh. something else. So let's talk and about. That, that, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say let's talk about the PlayStation VR, and let's talk about the good. So we're gonna do it again: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Okay. So we're just gonna go right right through it with the PlayStation VR. The good. This thing is affordable. If you've got a PlayStation Four or a PlayStation Four Pro. The headset is just $399. You're basically just buying another console. So instead of picking up that Xbox One or the Nintendo Switch, get the PlayStation VR, man. Like, do you agree? Yes, it's no? It's worth it. It's the definitely. only thing you need to get is that the camera, if you don't already have it. Yeah. You don't even need a PS4. No. It doesn't add that much. No. And if you're that concerned about it, just upgrade your hard drive. People do that. I did. I upgraded my hard drive uh, in my PS4 to a uh, two terabyte. I'm thinking about doing it just for that that faster speed. Yeah, and then bought the camera. I mean, the camera wasn't that expensive, and I already had the the Move uh, controllers from uh, the PS Move from uh, when uh, I had it for the PS3. Yep, and they're not even required. No, and you can get the launch bundle for four ninety nine for an extra hundred bucks. You get all of that, plus like a couple I'm games. Finding it is the trouble though. Yeah. Uh, it, it's back in stock. Like for the longest time, I was afraid I wasn't going to get one until like March or April. Uh, but it, it came back in stock, uh, at the uh, end of January. And as far as I've been able to tell, I mean, places around here have it in stock now. Yeah. You just got to keep up on it. Yep. So I, I would definitely, definitely take a look at your local retailers, your electronic retailers, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, Circuit City. Circuit City still thing? I don't think so. Um, it's comfortable. Don't you think? I think it's very comfortable. The design is it's lightweight. It's not weighing you down. You can adjust the 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 strap around the back uh, as well as where the, the 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 screen itself sits on your face. So I think it's very adjustable. It's very comfortable. Uh, I, I wear glasses. And uh, I have no problem, you know, adjusting it so it's comfortable wearing glasses. The only thing that I like about it was that, and maybe I just have to break it in, but the, the piece that fits on your nose. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I have to push that up. Sometimes yeah. I have to, yeah. Because it's, and for somebody like me, I've, I've got a deviated septum, and so it'll close that one side because the rubber there or whatever polyurethane i don't know what it is deviated septum oh man uh yeah but it's good looking so they had to rough me up a little bit (laughs) i understand i understand 
I like the features. You can either have it on the TV, like whatever you're playing, it can it can cast to the TV, um, or or you cannot. So if you've got friends over, you know, and the controls right in the perfect spot uh, to to turn it on, turn it off, uh, the, with the headset, control the volume up and down. Like I just think that that is in the absolute perfect spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for on the con- on the cables. <laughs> yeah, on the table. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, and it sits right at the the level, and you know it'll control your earpieces. I think I was that was one of the first things that I noticed that I mentioned to you how I like that it's right there, and if I need to turn it up or down because when you have that thing on, you can't you don't know where anything is. You really don't like you are, and you can get there. There's an accessory that you can get that will like alert you if you're going out of the the area that you want to be in. So mm, it'll it'll tell you that and it'll it'll kind of show up where your controller is. Oh, I love the, how it like projects where the controller is. I love that. If you need to turn your TV down or something, you better have your remote on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And what I usually do is I just turn because I'll turn the stereo off and just use my head headphones when I'm, I'm playing in VR mode. Like and then the wife gets mad because she can't get a hold of me. She can't get my attention. The, refre- the, the refresh rate on this thing is 120 hertz. I think the screen size and the field of view is, is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Like, I, I, I can't see how they would have would have improved on it any more than what they have. I did find out that with the field of view, you know how when you have it on, you could, it's kind of like you're looking at a movie theater or uh, a movie I, screen. Yep. You can fix that in one place and so when you turn your head it turns with you and you oh, can I didn't even know that that would be that that would be amazing especially if I'm playing 2D games on it cuz you can play 2D games on it and I've done that I've played NBA 2K17 with it on and it's uh it's like just looking it's like playing it on a on a projection screen that's what it's like yeah just like you're wearing yeah just like when, unless it if you if it wasn't as bulky, and it's not bulky, but by any means, but for a VR, you have to know you're wearing it. But if it got to a point where you didn't know or feel that you were wearing it, it would be you wouldn't even know. Right. You you would walk off with it. Yeah, and that's even just sitting there playing 2D games. I I played a couple of them on there. Uh, so let's talk about the bad now. So with the PSVR, the resolution's at 960 by 1080. Um, and that's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It looks really good and, it, and, and you're not going to be able to tell you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're looking at a, at a subpar monitor. It looks really good. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things that when you look at the, like I was saying with resident evil seven, when you look at a game outside of VR game looks amazing. Like mm-hmm. what you would expect for the current gen consoles. But when you, put on the vr things become a little bit grainy and a little bit fuzzy but they they kind of have to because nothing in the real world and real spatial reasoning is as clear as you want it to be because of shadows and such right but the lack of uh, resolution inside vr the experience that it gives back more than makes up for that and compared to other VR headsets on the market, the Oculus Rift and the uh, HTC Vive, uh, the resolution is a little bit on the low side. But 
it is. But, but it's, it's budget. I th- again, I think the PSVR uh, is the way to go. Uh, the bad, though, I mean, you're still the, the cables are pretty cumbersome. The cable oh, that comes off of it, they're, they're, they're pretty big. But, you, again, you have to have something that grounds you in reality. You really do. And I, I'll get to that even more so here in a minute. Cables wouldn't be so bad if they weren't longer. They need to be longer, I, I think, because you get to a good length. Because there, there's a recommended um, playing distance from your television right, with the right. camera. Yep. And I find that my base that I play at, the um, cords are almost <laughs> you know, lifting off the ground, so to speak. So when you turn your head one way or the other, you'll feel them pull. Oh, see, and I don't have that issue the way mine's set up. I've got my camera set up lower, not higher. So... So I can be closer to the to the to the PlayStation and to the to the TV and everything. So I it's that that I don't have that issue. So it's all about just just making it work with what you've got. Uh, and then and it, when you first get the the PlayStation VR, you're gonna heat it up and you're gonna get you're gonna get some fog on your glasses if you wear glasses uh, and on the uh, lenses uh, of the unit itself. So you're just gonna have to get used to that. There's certain things you could do. There are tricks you can look up on Google. You can Google how to take the fog out, uh, but uh, it's not really that big of a deal. But it, at first, it can be kind of annoying, especially when you're trying to like figure out how to use your VR and, and all the things you can do and whatnot. Yeah, that's my biggest plaint on that is always wiping out that grease. Right. Uh, so uh, the ugly. And this is, I'll be honest, straightforward, with every uh, VR unit you get, whether it's HTC Vive or whether it's the Oculus Rift, whether it's Samsung Gear or whether it's uh, the PlayStation VR, it's uh, VR sickness. It is real and it is a thing. Um, Like Bishop said, when I first got mine, uh, wow, yeah, it was bad. I could literally only play for 15 minutes and then it was, I was done. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't figure it out. So. I didn't want to have to sell my VR because I really enjoyed it. Um, there's definitely a future for it, so I didn't I didn't want to give up on it so quickly. So I did some reading. I did some research. And some of the tricks that Bishop mentioned earlier, you can chew some gum. That tends to help. Or uh, drink some ginger ale or chew on a piece of ginger. Um, it could, basically, what happens is it's the opposite of motion sickness, right? It's the same symptoms. But it's the opposite of motion sickness. You think you're moving, but you're not moving. And your inner ear, it's like, wait, uh, you know, your brain's saying that the inner ear isn't moving. And your eyes are just saying, yes, I am. So it's the opposite of motion sickness. Uh, I've gotten used to it. I, I typically do not have it anymore, but I know what I know what games trigger it. Uh, for example, for, uh, uh, Resident Evil 7 triggers it. Because there's nothing that grounds you to that reality. So you don't see your arms, you don't see your legs, you only see your hands, you know, if you press L1 or whatever. So there's nothing that grounds you to that reality. You are basically free floating. And so when you move, you get those symptoms of, of, of motion sickness. And it's the worst feeling in the world. And it just depends. There's some people, like as soon as they put on the VR headset and they start a game, they, they vomit. Like, that's a thing. I've read a lot of stories of people at, at, at cons and at, at, at uh, electronic shows that will put it on and try it, and they immediately throw up. Mine's not nearly that severe, and it doesn't sound like Bishop's is either. So 
just something to be aware of <clears throat> that for example, one of the better games that I've played is the uh, Star Wars Battlefront Rogue One X-Wing mission. Holy cow. Like, that is amazing. That really showcases what VR is and what it can do. The graphics are amazing. The story is so good. It ties into Rogue One, obviously, to the, from, from the title. Uh, and it's just done so well. And you can do all of these cool tricks in space, and you don't get the motion sickness. Because you're grounded in that reality, the the wing or the nose of the X-wing is so long and protruding, and you can touch and do the things in the cockpit that it it uh, it grounds you in that reality, so you don't have that issue. As opposed to E Valkyrie, where a lot of their cockpits are open windows, and you're not grounded. There's nothing that grounds you into that reality. The cockpit is very, for lack of a better term, it's small. You don't interact with anything in the cockpit. It's just this one large open window. And so you get the motion sickness every once in a while. And again, I've gotten past it. And I don't seem to have it anymore. But it, it is a thing. So I think it's all about the games you play and what grounds you in that reality and how fast you're moving. And, and Batman VR gets around that because, again, you would just be free floating. You don't walk <laughs> in Batman VR. Uh, you basically you push a button and you go to the spot that you want to go to. So that's how they get around it. So I think a lot of these uh, game manufacturers, these game designers are going to have to figure out how to get clever so that you don't experience that motion sickness. And the Tomb Raider game, that's one of the ways they get around it is they do the click or the point and click method. Yep. And I think it's a good method. Click to your shadow and you'll warp to it. Yep. I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to do it. Now, Eve Valkyrie, that was the game that I played that I found out what the sickness was. And it was the first time I tried <laughs> yeah. to do a barrel roll oh. or, or just turn, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't call it a barrel roll, but do a barrel roll. Anyways. Um, I did it and I think I went to the left and my whole body just collapsed left under. <laughs> yeah. Its own gravity. It was so weird and awkward, but I felt bad after that. And, uh, let's talk about the future of PlayStation VR. A lot of people were concerned that because Sony hasn't developed a lot of games for it and game developers haven't developed a lot of games for it, especially at launch, that it might be doomed. It might go the way of the PS Vita, where it's there, but they don't really do anything with it, you know? So I think a lot of people were concerned, and then the stock... Uh, the amount of stock um, that, that was in the U.S. was super low. Nobody could find it for the longest time. So it was like, you know, did they give up on it? Did they not? Apparently there was some kind of what, what the problem was. There was some sort of shipping dispute, international shipping dispute, which is why the United States and, and, and parts of Europe weren't getting stock of the PSVR. Uh, and when they did, it was, you know, it was trickling in. So there was a huge release. The, the shipping dispute was was solved at the, the beginning of January. So at the, by the end of January, everybody had one. And and so, and, and Sony has basically said that hey, in the future, the VR may be the console, and and the console would be a peripheral. So VR is not going anywhere. This is the future. I mean, look when you f- like if you haven't played VR, if you play VR. I'm just telling you, like, so the first time you see Mia in Resident Evil 7, I'm going to tell you what I thought. Is that porn 
would be phenomenal on the PlayStation VR. <laughs> like there is a there is a market for virtual yeah. reality porn. Underground PlayStation. Like can VR. you even can you even get porn on the Macintosh? No, no, Mackie just be cut out. Mackie Joe's still not uh, back from whatever bathroom break he went to. A oh, long one, always. Right? Like this guy, what, did he have tacos for dinner? So anyway, thing. anyway, uh, that's the future of VR. I don't think it's going anywhere. The, 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 uh, what I really want to see is an MMO for VR. You know, I, I agree um, that it's here, it's staying, and it's only getting better. It, I do think it's still in its infancy, but you know what? It's here, it's out. I'm more interested in the, seeing where they take it with final fantasy 14 because they said that it's going to have vr with it but experience what i have in vr i don't know if i'd want it to go the route of mmos just because they have to be fluid it depends on look i'll tell you what i wouldn't mind like a uh jet fighter mmo yeah and or a world of tanks type mmo and and I guess how they implement it or what mechanics they use, because they could, it could definitely be pulled off. But, um, did I ever, I told you about the book, um, ready player one. Yes. And basically what that is, is it's a future world where everybody lives in the real physical world, but they operate out of the virtual world by immersive headsets and so it's it's funny to read that book and then think about technology that's coming out with vr and what they can do with mmos and it's just fun to even though the book was kind of over the top it's fun to think that you know they could that could be vr right uh, there's a there's an anime that's uh, Sword Art Online that's kind of like that where you get sucked into this world and can't get out and it's all virtual reality and whatnot. So uh, check that out if you're in anime. Uh, so we were going to go through each one of these, the Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive, uh, and, and the Samsung Gear. And we were going to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm just going to, I think since we're running out of time here quickly, we still got a lot more show to go. Uh, I want to, I just kind of want to, touch on the HTC Vive uh, and, and the Oculus Rift real quick. And with, they're so expensive. Just, for example, the Oculus Rift is $600 just for the headset, $200 for the peripherals. So the $200 for the, basically the controller you'll need. And then your computer, your your PC is going to need a, a GTX 970 uh, or, or, or better to run it. And so you're looking at, at a video card that's fairly expensive as well. So if your PC is not... You know, a super PC to begin with, you're going to have to upgrade that. And so you're looking at, you're already looking at, you know, 800, 800 bucks, thousand bucks, probably $1,200 to, to, to get into an HTC Vive or an Oculus Rift. It's just, it's just not, it's not budget friendly. Uh, and so that's the ugly of both. They're both very comparable to the PSVR. Oh, well, I've heard that the Oculus Rift is uncomfortable if you wear glasses. I've heard the, the HTC Vive is comfortable if you wear glasses. Uh, but I mean, for the price, like if you're if you've already got a console, just get the PSVR. The like, differences are so minute that if you only had one of them, you wouldn't know what you're missing out on. You really wouldn't. And so 
what would be the difference? Some of these games are going to be exclusive to the PSVR, to the HTC Vive, or to the Oculus Rift, and that and that is what it is. Uh, even Xbox One has games that are exclusive to the Xbox One, just as the PS4 has games that are exclusive to the PS4, and just like Windows or PC has games that are exclusive to Windows or PC. And if Mackie Joe could talk, which apparently his microphone has, is not functioning right now, if Mackie Joe could talk, he would tell you uh, that if you have a, a, a Macintosh, things like Steam, you can't have friends. So some things in Steam aren't, aren't compatible uh, with uh, with the Macintosh. So it just depends. Like everything's going to have things that are exclusive and things that don't work. It, it, it is what it is. Get up if you've got a if you've got a console, if you got a PS4, get the VR. I'm just telling you. I mean, get good scrubs. Get good scrubs. That's that's the way to go. The, the final verdict of the future of VR. It's here. Uh, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be amazing. Pornography, like, uh, is going to be good when that comes out. I'm sure it's probably already here, but I'm not really looking around for it. It's got to be somewhere. Oh, maybe for the next show we'll talk about. That's what they need. They need, like, an adult VR game. Sony, get on it. Get on it right now. Weird. (laughs) Right? There's Uh, a lot of bizarre games out there. Yeah, there are. Uh, so let's uh, so let's this is a new segment uh, that we're doing uh, this week or I guess this month and that new segment is it's new to me so these are games that have been out for a while and uh, we've just now started playing them or we're just now going to talk about it so Bishop what right. is new to you this month sorry enough new to me this month is the game Shovel Knight originally released in 2014 by Yacht Club Games. What it is, is it's a retro gameplay uh, platformer, like your Castlevania, your DuckTales, Super Mario (laughs) Brothers, and Mega Man titles for the old 8 and 16-bit platforms. Can I I just say how much I love the cartoon DuckTales? It was, you know, I thought it was coming back. It is. There's going to be a new DuckTales. Which I'm hoping that there's going to be a new Tailspin, too. There is a movie. There's going to be a Tailspin movie? Bill Murray's going to be in it. I think he's playing, uh... oh. Yes, I need a, a Tailspin movie in my life. Yeah. So All right, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't, so, yeah. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Um, that, that good old-fashioned uh, retro game that, you know, we all miss from the, the days of your... 30 some years ago, but quick play. High some of us were only 10 years old. Yeah. You know, every year counts. That's right. Sometimes they count um, for, for two. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, you stopped counting like 30 years ago. I, right? I tried to. <laughs> um, the music in it is really good. Ripping chip tune soundtrack. And it's multi-platformed. I did play it on the PC it finally went on sale, so I bought, bought it. But I did want to play it for the Wii only because I wanted to collect the Amiibo. And there's DLC with the Amiibo. Hmm. And you play it on Wii. But it was kind of cool. I've got this um, retro uh, 8-bit dough SNES controller. And it's modeled just like an old SES, SNES controller, Bluetooth. And I use that to play the game. And uh, very tight controllers, so like those Mega Man titles and Castlevania type gameplay with 
with the retro feel and graphics, then uh, check out Shovel Knight. I will. Thank you for 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 uh, telling me to check out Shovel Knight. I will definitely do it. And uh, so should our listeners. Uh, which, by the way, thank you everybody for listening and checking us out. I appreciate it. Uh, what's new to me this month is NBA 2K17. As I said in our first show last month, I am a huge gaming uh, sport nut. Uh, I enjoy the Madden series, the MLB series, the NHL series, the NBA 2K series, all the series. Uh, I, you know, I miss the college series since you can't have those anymore. And I know series is, is, isn't a word. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about with NBA 2K17 is that there is an E-League coming. Now, this is huge. And the reason this is huge is because it's the first E-League that is pairing with a professional sporting league. The NBA is is uh, pairing uh, with this with this uh, new uh, NBA 2K E-League that should be coming out in 2018, I believe. So next year. Is it next year or the year uh, after? I think it's next year. Um, so look, I'm looking forward to that. Um, does that mean that I, I will participate in it? No, because I am a bad gamer, and there is no way that I am nearly as good as any of these guys that are playing. Um, but uh, there are several... There's several uh, 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 game modes uh, within NBA 2K. The first one that I really enjoy is my career. You can create your own player and, and go through uh, from uh, you play four or five college games uh, to the NBA draft, and from the, from the draft you get uh, you you know your your team that you're on. And this year they did a really good immersive story, I thought, with uh, uh, with with some people on your team and with your girlfriend and with your coaches and stuff. So I thought they did a really good job uh, with that last year on NBA 2K16. Uh, they had uh, Spike Lee do it, and I didn't really care for that. It was too political and too, you know, this is what happens in the ghetto. Like I didn't, like no, just stop. It's a video game. I just let me play. So I really enjoyed that. Um, the the but but again. A lot of these things are with the the credit in the game that you can buy your skills with and stuff. It's all a sink, man. It's just, it's a time sink, uh, and you can even spend real money on it, and and buy the VC is what it's called the the credits uh, to get your your guy up uh, right away, uh, which I think is kind of cheating. It's like can pay to play, but is what it is. Uh, my team is kind of cool because there's different cards that you can collect and then create your team based on those cards, both past, present, and future players, and then take the, your team up against other teams. This is a pretty neat thing. And then, like, there's the obligatory GM mode where you can take over a team and, and do that kind of stuff. So uh, the, the, the big thing with NBA 2K is the community. Uh, it's a really good community. Uh, you know, the players are, are, are really fun to play with, and, they're you know, it's never usually anything nasty or 12-year-olds ganking you or, or uh, you know, talking smack to you because they beat you and they know you're an old man because you're – Gamer tag has seventy six in it, so they know that's the year you were born. That uh, even a year? That it, well, it used to be. It's not won't be for a while. It used to be. Yeah, it used to be. So yeah, so if you get a chance, check it out on the PS4. It's also on uh, PC, and I don't think it's on Macintosh. No, <laughs> I never played sports games a lot, dude. You should play sports games with me. They're, they're I don't really, know. They're really fun. Uh, we were gonna have a, a mobile game segment, and you still want to do that real quick? Um, I do kind of want to go for it. Let's let's talk about the okay. mobile game of the month. Uh, so, your game of the month uh, for the mobile for your mobile this month is. Yeah, and I shoot myself in the foot because last last month I denounced it, but it's Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. <laughs> you did. You put this on the worst games uh, for 2016 list. 
I know, but here's what happened. Okay, I love I love Squaresoft, and one of my favorite games is Secret of Mana, and I play Final Fantasy Record Keeper a lot. And in the like, states probably, on like, our servers, like too much. You play it too much. Like, that, is there such a, a thing? There probably isn't. There probably is, but <laughs> I just ignore that. Right. So they had a Secret of Mana event. And I noticed it at the beginning of the month, and I said, "Okay, you know what? I want some Secret of Mana characters." So I played it for the month, oh, and it was—it's a good game, but it's a sink. It's a free-to-play, pay-to-win. All um, these games are free-to-play, pay-to-win. All these mobile, mobile games. Time sink and um, mobily, I sink my time into Record Keeper. And so I, I couldn't juggle the two of them, but I had fun while the Secret of Mana event was going on. I got everybody but Randy. He's the boy on Secret of Mana. Hmm. So I, don't know, I feel I came out on top. Hey, if that's what you feel like. My my mobile game of the month was uh, Star Wars Force Arena. And the reason I like that is it's a unique game. It's not a single player game on mobile. Uh, it's a PvP game. And these matches only last three or four minutes. It's quick in and out. You don't have to stay on it forever. Uh, you know, all your popular Star Wars characters are in there. You're collecting cards, you know. So it's really good. I give it four out of five ad-ads. Ad-ads? ad If you don't know what an ad-ad is, I, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Like, we shouldn't be friends. Ata? At-at. What What are the other ones? A-T-S-T. Uh, uh, Asts? No, A-T-S-T. There's no, you know what? How, do, you, do you even Star Wars, bro? Do you Star Wars, bro? <laughs> I wrote the book on Star Wars. Just, can you even play Star Wars on Macintosh? <laughs> I don't think so. We're going to have to look into Mackie Joe's mic. Because we lost him like not even halfway through the show. Like probably 10 minutes into the show. And he's all like, my mic that doesn't bathroom. work. <sighs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, so, next month, March. What's the game of the month for next month, Bishop? It is going to be... What is it going to be? No, we talked about it. You said it. I liked, I liked where your head was at with this. Because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Here's what I really wanted the game of the month for March to be Star Trek Bridge Commander. That's what I or Bridge Crew. That's what I wanted. I wanted that all know how that so played out. bad. And they pushed it back until May. It was supposed to come out in November, right, with the, with the release of the PSVR. Then they pushed it back until until uh, March, and now they've pushed it back till May. So I can promise everybody that in June, the game of the month for June will be the Star Trek Bridge Crew. So, Final be... Fantasy, fourteen. No, I will not do Final Fantasy fourteen Stormblood. I won't. It's life. Ugh. Really? When was the last time you logged in? Um, the time when I. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. <laughs> Get good, scrub. Uh, what? Uh, you uh, I logged in uh, yesterday. So, oh, so, so talk to Dex. You remember Dex? I do remember Dex. All right, all right. What's the game of the month for March okay, going to be? So, uh, <laughs> PS4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn. Man, this turned into a PS4 love fest on this show. But PS4 is just so good within the past year. Right, so the next month we'll have uh, we'll have uh, the the game of the month, uh, and then we'll also have mobile game of the month, and you never know what new segments we're going to be coming up with. You might see a, a, another it's new to me, uh, or we might just once again blow our wad on talking about PlayStation VR and how wonderful it is. Because I'm telling you, in Batman, when you pull up Harley Quinn, 
Is it the kind of thing that divorces are made of? It might be the kind of thing that divorces are made of. What's funny is, I'll leave. I'll I'll leave the show on this on this note, and then we'll <laughs> we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, we uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, so I was I I I was doing things in the Batman VR, and it was awesome. And I unlocked uh, some goodies by doing the Riddler stuff. And one of the goodies I unlocked was Harley Quinn. So you could go and you could look at her profile on the back computer. Whenever you look at somebody's profile on the back computer, they come up right in front of you. Uh, like, like what would be a hologram if you were there, but it's not a hologram. It just, it looks like a VR character right in front of you. <laughs> and so my wife is sitting in the adjacent room playing final fantasy 14. And then she sees me reaching out. Like I'm trying to grab a handful of, Oh, manna from heaven. And she goes, she goes, right. She looks at the TV screen. She goes, what are you trying to do? (laughs) Cause you see the glove on the TV going right for her. Yeah. You know, whatever is what it is. I, at the beginning of the show, it says trigger warning. So I was trying to touch her boob. Smell that glove. Oh, was that spinal tap? (laughs) Was it? Yeah, I think it was the album cover. Oh, love it. Love it. So, yeah, Final uh, or uh, Resident Evil 7, nah, pick it up if you want. Maybe Check just just rent it. It was only 10 hours for me to beat on normal, and I did, had no desire to go through on Madhouse, so I don't, I don't really know care. what my playtime was. It was. 10 hours. A month. 10 hours. It was dumb. Like, seriously, I'm so tired of games jipping me and then wanting me to buy new content that comes out. Ah, just shut up, Resident Evil. Uh, and then uh, uh, PSVR, man, pick it up. I'm just telling you, there's so much good stuff to say about PSVR. Um, and if you just want to ease into a VR, check out a Samsung Gear, fifty to bu- fifty to hundred bucks. If you have a certain Samsung phone, I think X six or higher, maybe S seven or higher. Uh, we have that too. I got that for my wife for Christmas. We really enjoyed that. Uh, uh, there are pros and cons to that, but we are so we are just way out of time, way out of time. We ran out of time ten minutes ago. The future is here. You know, it's okay. Just uh, you know, go with it, man. Right. So I want to thank everybody for listening in. And again, I want to remind you: you can check us out uh, on Twitter uh, at uh, uh, Bad Gamers Anon. B A D G A M E R S A N O N. Check us out on Facebook at Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, just search for Bad Gamers Anonymous, and we're on iTunes where you can subscribe and. Uh, and rate us. Let us know how we did. Uh, for the gentleman producer Macintosh gaming expert extraordinaire Mackie Joe, for Bishop, I am Bad Crowley. T- or, uh, bad Crowley. I am Bad Crowley. I am Mr. Crowley. I'm a bad gamer. And I can't talk. Sack up and get good scrubs. We'll see you next month.